0: Here we go. Welcome to episode three of the New Hope Classical Co-op Homeschool Co-op Podcast. I'm joined by Bobby Middleton, by Amy Domidian, and our new guest today is Nicole Hostclaw. So I want to just start it off by giving a little fill in the blank, a fun fill in the blank. We'll start with Amy Demidian. Sure. from the homeschool mom perspective. How would you fill in the blank on this one? We, we being you and your children, we butt heads over blank every day.
1: Uh, all the schoolwork. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nicole the is looking
1: like I'm sorry. We're holy at our house, but that's <laughs> that's my blank. Okay, so how long's the blank? <laughs> the
0: blank is very long, evidently. Is there a particular kid that uh, nope. seems to be more prevalent?
1: Susanna doesn't. I don't butt heads with Susanna.
0: So you're, you're butting heads every day over how much boys. how much content there is to do. Uh,
1: no, it doesn't matter if there's a little or a lot. They're trying to, do I have to do this? Do I have to do that? Yes, uh, you have to do that.
2: Uh, you, I did it today.
0: Wow. You butt heads over what you have to do.
2: Yes. Oh.
0: Bobby, how would you feel in the blank?
2: Um, I would say there are days, definitely, like Amy said, where we're butting heads about schoolwork. Um and not all the children. I feel like Jude is my one that's the most likely to whine. Today he did good, but not every day. Um, but right now I feel like the headbutting is more about housework, just. You know how hard is it to pick your toys up, to put your Legos where mm. they go, to yes, not right. leave clothes hanging out of the dryer instead of just carrying them upstairs, and you know just mm-hmm. good work, yeah. So Nicole, don't do
0: it, Nicole. You have two of the greatest, she most low angels. maintenance children on the planet. They are pretty so, how would you fill in the blank with "We butt heads over what every day"?
3: Okay, so um, being totally honest and transparent. Mm-hmm. It's almost never about school related things. Yeah. It's.
0: <laughs> wow.
3: It's more um, my controlling of how I would like things to be done in that order that mm-hmm. they're done. So, and again, not school related. So, I would like for everyone to do their restroom things and put their good clothes on and make their bed and open their blinds. And opening the blinds is like a deal breaker for me. (laughs) What? (laughs) We are so (laughs) alike. you got to let the sun shine. Yes. Yes. Mm.
1: Yes. Makes you crazy.
0: Nicole was worried about us putting her on the spot early on in this in this episode. But she's did. she's pretty much opened the door that she's a crazy person <laughs> and from us the start. All so in the butt. Yes. And do
1: you have blinds at your house, Bobby, at all? We do. We had to purchase some. Do you yes. open them and close them?
2: Eight. I do. <laughs> when I remember I have blinds at my house. I like open blinds. I, I love
3: yes. natural sunlight coming yes. in. I think.
1: Do you go crazy like you really like g- go cycle mom if they I don't, will, don't open the blinds? I will cycle blinds?
3: back to your room to make sure we've done that piece. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will remind you several times.
2: But it's like an obedience Discipline issue, is right? Important. Like they that yell. is. Yeah. Yes.
3: But the
0: good news is you yes. said you're two you're two girls, you have two girls, I do. Uh, uh, middle school, high school, and they are pretty good about academics. It's really not over academics that you butt heads.
3: No, we don't.
0: It's yeah, about sequence of events.
1: And and we're so happy for you. I mean
0: did you? It's it's interesting, though, the two that have boys in the household. That,
1: that's what
0: it is. Yeah. That, that may be the difference. Oh, and, it is. And, and you Absolutely. even said that Susanna is no yeah. argument whatsoever. Absolutely,
1: it's the boys. Bella wouldn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is the battle royal with the boys?
2: Yeah, usually yeah. yes. Blythe, like, it's more emotions with her. Like we're yes. in that stage where there might be tears for no reason. But with schoolwork, I'm like, God, thank you that you saved this one till last. She begs for more. Yeah, she, well,
0: one thing she's I got so to survive. One Sorry, thing. One thing. One thing I'm learning as I'm surrounded by homeschool moms. Uh, just a piece of advice, Bobby. Yes. If you will open the blinds
1: uh-huh. yeah, we're early burning. enough for blinds, it's a, blind. a game changer.
0: It's, it's a game changer. I'm telling you.
1: If I open the blinds, then the boys can get more distracted because they can see what's what outside. We don't
0: even keep have blinds. the blinds closed for the boys. Okay. Well, uh, good to fill in the blank with. Uh, Very helpful. And and by the way, we are all about transparency here. That is for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about some fears. Uh, I just. I've I've been having some good times just pulling up different things that moms have to um, worry over. That's a typical list that moms worry over. We're not talking about homeschool moms. We're just talking about moms in general right now. Um, let's see here. Rebecca from Littleton, Colorado said, My greatest fear as a mom is that something tragic will happen to them. Amy, have you ever had this fear? Is this I a have fear? had it.
1: You have? Mm-hmm recent? No, no, but I did go through a time when it was, uh, when I had three under three and I was just consumed with keeping them alive. And then like the thoughts of I'm going to ruin them every day, you know, that, um, but I was blessed to be able to go on a mission trip. My husband let me take off and go. And I got to go on a mission trip to Mississippi and work with victims of katrina and during that week it was like god confirmed in my heart that he has the most important place and i realized that i think i had just kind of put them above him and so when you put him back in his right place then i think a lot of those fears diminish and that i mean it was real it was it was scary feelings i know that i've had that you all may not have but
0: oh uh do you uh so Nicole Rebecca from Littleton, Colorado, do you identify with her the greatest one of the greatest fears is something tragic mm-hmm. might happen to your girls?
3: Oh, yeah, I mean definitely, I think. I think that's always an issue that you might revisit at times when you are struggling to find the focus and really be in tune with where God wants you to be, you know, mentally and But I definitely think that's something that we all, at some point, have struggled with and probably will continue to revisit at different times. Mm -hmm. Bobby?
2: Yeah, I would agree with what they said. It's not something that's constant, but it's definitely something that's there. Nicole and I were just talking, and Michael David's mowing a yard up the road, and he drives his lawnmower up there. And just, you know, that fear. You're never really ready to let them go. And, you know, it's just when they're little— you're afraid they're going to, like, run out in the road. And now I'm afraid that he's going to drive in the road and get hit. And it's just, you know, that constant—you um, have to be constantly aware that, you know, they are God's first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked last week about, you know, sometimes we're just keeping them alive. But, you know, I felt this small little amount of conviction after that because, you know, that's not even our job. Our job is just to, no. to show up and be mom, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, it's all in God's hands. And so, yeah, it's a fear. But, you know, you have to remember, like I said, that God is in control.
0: Just so we know, it's not just a mama thing.
2: Dads have it too. Uh,
0: I'll give you a quick example. When <clears throat> Madison was a little bit before her second birthday, she loved her pacifier, and she would, you know, have it in her mouth a lot. And one night, I had this dream that we went to the lake, and no, she That's my worst she fell off of the dock, mm. passy in the mouth. Mm-hmm and i could see her about 2 feet down mm-hmm. sinking into the water with passing in her mouth mm-hmm. reaching up to me and i mm-hmm. didn't do anything oh gosh and so um as you can imagine that made me super super cautious for mm-hmm. the next few days but then as as providence would have it i found something else to trouble my heart That's and true. and right. we'll time moved on, on. Yeah. but every now and then you know that that will kind of mm-hmm. Creep back into my head, and I'll get a little nervous. And so, I think it's more prevalent with moms because they have that nurturing, caring primary role. But it's not guys; dads are not immune to it. Mm, good to know. Okay, so next worry, uh, Bobby, we'll start with you on this one. Sure, thank you. <laughs> uh, this is Sharon from Seattle, Washington, who says as a mom, her greatest fear is that my kids will grow up and write a memoir. <laughs>
1: They just spelled everything right. <laughs> we'd be okay. Right.
2: I mean, if honestly, if my kids grew up and wrote something, I would not be afraid. <laughs> <Praise> <laughs> the
1: Lord, even if it was bashing me.
2: <laughs> they wrote something. I mean, truly. Although the one that's going to grow up and write anything will probably be Blythe because she loves to write. But, yeah, just the thought that you they You think she's only up... going
1: to say good things about no, you. No, 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 no. Oh, you ain't even got there yet, girl.
2: <laughs> I'm just hoping that they'll be able to make coherent sentences because I remember <laughs> the fear. Right. My greatest fear was that they were going to be too stupid to write anything. That's right. So. Praise the Lord. They're right. the pit. I don't want them to go tell all the secrets, but Whatever. they're probably going to. They know. do, they do. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, Nicole, are you afraid your your kids are going to grow up and write a book?
1: I she would never be, even had I that fear until you said that, and now she has that I fear. I would be flattered.
3: Would you, <laughs> would you be flattered?
1: You think it's going to be all I think all it good. would be hilarious.
3: Would How they, many times have I said, would, I wish I had written this all down? <laughs> oh, I'm going to go. Yeah. We're going to write
1: our own books, aren't we? Very would well, you? So would so you,
0: well. you perhaps, Nicole, would you perhaps – Change the n- names of characters just to protect the guilty.
3: <laughs> Probably not.
0: No. Probably no. not. Just let it roll.
3: Just let, just let it go. It. Yeah. I mean, Everyone
0: just... will will want to know this this man named Shane. <laughs> that's
3: <laughs> that's, really, that's, <laughs> that's right. really famous. This feel, perseverer I feel like, of the faith. I feel like it would definitely have more of a comic theme or twist yes. as it goes, because I feel like we always have something crazy going on.
0: Yeah. Now, would, your, would Bobby, would yours be, if, if your kids wrote a memoir, what, yes. what section of literature would it be oh, in God. in the library?
3: Thank you for not asking me that. I exactly.
2: mean, it depends no, on the writer. Uh, if, I would go with probably comedy. Hopefully not tragedy. I'm not sure, but, you know. <laughs> a Caleb's Western. It would be a Western. Uh, it's possible. It,
3: it would definitely depend on who's writing mm-hmm. that as well, because... Yeah. Uh, if if you know my girls at all you know they are quite different in personality so Carson would definitely try to protect the innocent Aww, in her so writing sweet. of the memoirs and Grayson would definitely Go for the try to bring it all to the table <laughs> uh,
0: yeah if if Grayson wrote a book and called it punked yes <laughs> the yes. first chapter would be about what she did to her sister yes it would be no Correct. question Correct. okay um Amy, you are going to start this one off. Another fear that moms have—greatest fear Candace from Covington, Ohio said that my kids will grow up and want nothing to do with me.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I've had that one probably recently. Really? Yeah, but I mean, I think because this is—we, uh, our identity becomes in doing this, and then afterwards. Um, like even last night, Jerry and I were at the house and it was just he and I and Graham and Grayson. And then Grayson had went and done something and Graham was doing something in another room. And he was like, oh, my gosh, this is literally going to be it someday. And, and I was like, I can't, I can't wait. But he but <laughs> then but then, you know, like his mom's quarantined during this by herself and that is sad. And he, you know, I'll have to say, honey, you need to call your mom today or whatever. And I'm like, and I, you know, I tell Grayson, if I have to tell you to, call, if your wife has to tell you to call me every day, I'm going to be mad. But that's horrible. I don't want him to have to call me every day. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if I can, I haven't wrapped my brain around what that's going to look like. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Nicole, are you concerned that your kids will grow up and not want anything to do with you?
1: Yes. You could tell it in her face. Look at her.
3: No, I don't. I don't think that I've ever really had that concern.
1: It's coming soon for you.
3: I don't know. I mean, I think we're.
1: What are you and Shane going to
3: do? I don't know. I guess I've just. I guess I've just not had that. And I I do think the dynamic with daughters is different than with sons who will one day have a wife. So that is different. So I don't, that's not really ever been at the forefront, but a good point. now that we've brought that there, I'll give it some she's thought. She's going to think about that,
2: too. Yes, yes. Really? <laughs> a nice new worry. Thanks.
0: Yes, uh, oh, a, brand, yes a brand new worry. She's, I like that, yeah, Bobby.
1: She's onto that with the daughters, <laughs> for yes, sure. That's, that's
3: hey, very different, I We've
0: think. brought Nicole here to give her some more <laughs> to worry about.
3: <laughs> hey, if you everything's know Nicole, going that's great. Hilarious. Come to the podcast. <laughs> <That's right.
2: laughs>
0: Okay, Bobby. what about you?
2: Yeah, I've had that fear. Um, I feel like, especially with my oldest, I'm so hard on him. I'm like, he's going to grow up and he's going to hate me. Um, I hope that's not actually true. I hope he doesn't. But, yeah, there's that fear of they're going to not actually like me. Because, like we talked about last week, you're trying to figure out how to be mom and how to be the teacher. And how to be hard on them and have these high expectations. And so, yeah, it's crossed my mind to worry that someday they're going to hate my guts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this is what I don't
1: like We're just asking And we're not helping anybody Like now you've got us All sitting here worried And you haven't given us any You're supposed to have like So how do we combat that?
3: Sometimes hey, who, knowing who,
1: you're who, not alone Helps hey, combat it hey, For me. We, ha- we, ha- we have to depressed. see
0: What kind of depths And dregs we are in Before we can
1: So you are going to come To the point of something being No oh, <laughs> okay. That's
0: You know how When I'm I used starting to i wa- to sweat I, I'm going to take uh, the uh, sweatshirt let me, let me tell you When I used to watch Little House on the Prairie I used to get so mad when I was not watching the clock, I had no clue how long the episodes were. And then this to be continued <sighs> font came and across there. And I'm thinking, Carolyn, Carolyn Ingalls is getting ready to die. Right. I mean, why do you right. want to do this to you have me?
1: to wait all week.
0: Yes, exactly. So, um, but part of our reason for the podcast is to identify with people that are struggling.
3: And how them. How, I'm not helping them if I say yes. Well oh, we're
0: about to we're about to help okay, them. Get we're there. It's like the
3: them. it's like the blinds are already they're still closed right now. We're going to open
2: <laughs> oh the, blinds God, to the blinds and yes. let it all in, yes. in a few minutes.
0: We have to put on our good clothes and get ready for the blinds. And <laughs> when he and said
2: memoir <laughs> I did think you could title your book open the Bobby. blinds. Oh, <laughs> oh that's yes, that. yes.
3: The
2: that girl, is perfect. the girls would probably agree that would
3: be a possibility. Okay, so let's see so who's played
0: psychology. let's let's see who's played the math game on this. So I love math so Terry from Tampa, Florida, another mom says her greatest fear as a mom, she says it like this, I kind of hate that when they're my age, 40, no, no, 42 on this one, I'm going to be 84. Just hope I'll be a spry 84. I started to take my health more seriously, wanting to be around and healthy as long as I can.
1: She had a child at 42?
0: Well, I mean, I don't want to Police Terry from Tampa, Florida, but the math does <laughs> that make it that zero. way. yeah, exactly. But um, well, that was her first. Do you? Do you ever? Do you ever? Do you moms ever do the math on how old you're going to be when your kid is perhaps married, or when you how, how old Jerry you're going to be? But I don't. I you don't, don't worry do it. You don't worry about it. it. Nicole, worry. have you done the math on?
3: I, I do a little bit, just just because we were a little bit older when we had our kids. So I, I do sometimes do that.
0: How old were you when you were first born?
2: 29.
0: 29. Bobby, how old were you?
2: <laughs> she was a baby. About 12. No, I was 12, 21. <laughs> 12. And RD was 20, and so my <laughs> math You yes. were
0: 12 and RD was 20, no, I said 21, wow. David. <laughs> I corrected
2: myself. <laughs> <laughs> do not make me. No, I was very young. Um Well, no, maybe not, but um, my math has been, oh my goodness, they could have kids at the age that we had kids, and then we'll only be like 40.
1: Right. I have a grandchild, so I know, and I'm too young
2: for that. I just think, you know, I want like a few years where it's just our D&I before we're grandparents. You need to quit crushing my dreams. (laughs) Yes. And and what what you're saying, Bobby,
3: is
0: (laughs) if the math continues and you have instilled a desire for early marriage and fruitful and multiply... You could be a great grandmother before retirement age.
2: So there's another thing to worry about. (laughs) Yes, of course. On the list of things. (laughs) Michael David will be
1: just like Artie. He'll marry early, I think.
2: Well, and you Mm -hmm. kind of hope that. It's like that balance between, yeah, that would be okay. There's some good reasons for that. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, that selfish side of you that's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. You just think you want him to also, I don't know. You just hope they make good choices, whatever that looks like, honestly.
1: I do like how you're reading these in. Like, these are like, pretend you know like callers to our show
0: yes well how do you know they're not <laughs> real, to say, hope we're not real callers forward. to our show well um number one on the list of now let's turn it to homeschool moms mm-hmm. okay and i just pull this stuff from the internet sources different homeschool interactions little blogs that people do and they're they have some pretty healthy followings i mean there's uh one point three million people reading wow. this one. Yeah. Um number one on this list from a homeschool mom, we're not doing enough.
1: Always Amen. every day. Nicole every says no. single
3: waking moment. You, yes. Oh yeah, she really And t- in t- my nightmares.
0: <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night and think we're not doing enough. They're never gonna be able to
1: succeed. I, I, I don't do that. But yep. Um, <laughs> no.
0: Well, if you open the blinds, you would do it.
1: Right. <laughs> yes. I'm it happy is a with what's changer. inside. I don't want to see what's outside.
0: So, <laughs> Nicole, take us through what that's like. I mean, what are you, are you, is it sometimes when it comes up in your mind that you're not doing enough? And I guarantee you, you're not the only mom that's done this.
3: Right.
0: So what's, what's going on in your head? Are you thinking not enough math, not enough this, not enough that? What What's going on?
3: It's usually when I'm. Um, listening to other people or reading other blogs or feeds or news and i just start to compare which mm-hmm. is never never a great thing mm-hmm. okay but and i and i think i'm always thinking of the potential of there is more time they are able and capable to do more and I could be considered a curriculum junkie. I have a lot in our schoolroom, so it's not. It, I mean, I, I may have ordered something new just in the past month, possibly hypothetically, thinking <laughs> let's throw that in. For a friend, yeah, yes, for yeah, a friend. For, it's for a friend, of course it is. <laughs> I'm just gonna um, write a review. She she needs so to read, I, she I needs do to have a tendency to possibly overwhelm ah. them at times because ah. I have that urgent need. Yes. Sometimes I think to do more, but.
0: Yes. So you, Amy, do you feel like you are not doing enough? No,
1: I mean, I, I know I'm not doing enough, but I'm doing all I can do to survive.
0: Okay. So why do you think you're not doing enough?
1: Well, because I feel like I would rather just not do it than beg and. You know, yeah. I mean, I just get tired of begging and fighting with people about stuff. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to write 10 sentences. Just write three, whatever. And then the back of my mind goes, they should be able to write 20. Shut up. I know, but I can't. I just can't do it today because there's five. And everybody's doing something. And I'm like, There's at least they difference. wrote three. I mean, shut up. They wrote three. You know, this is the <laughs> voice in my head I'm talking to, whoever I'm telling.
2: Your parent-teacher conference. That you're yes. Having. yes. My yes. two
1: versus your five, though, is a game changer. Yeah. I also There's think the difference. public education background that I have had with teaching in a classroom right. continues to play through my mind. And so I have read some really good sources, like Teaching from Rest that you talked about a couple of weeks ago was so... Just, so I, I highly know. recommend yeah. everybody to so read good. it because it doesn't matter how old your kids are. <laughs> I think that it just reminds us to just calm down mm-hmm. <laughs> because because whatever they get is more probably than they're going to get, you know, in the other.
0: Well,
2: I,
1: I know, mean, and you've talked to me off a cliff many
2: times.
0: Yes, well, I would say that, well, Bobby, you chime in on, on the part of uh, we're not doing enough and what yeah. you think.
2: I feel like that's a, a struggle for me. I mean I I think it's a struggle for all homeschool mamas. I know listening to you all it's comforting and Nicole, I agree with what you said. When I start doing that comparison thing, it makes it very excuse me, <clears throat> very clear to me, um that, that you know, I don't need to do that because I start thinking right. we're not doing this specific thing or we're not there or and you have different kids. And I have to remember that my children are not those children that's and right. that they're all gifted differently, but right. I feel like it's a time thing too. Because you might read something that says, at this grade, three mm. hours of school a day is plenty. But then I'm thinking, well, should they be doing more? What does that look like? What What should that be? And so sometimes it's hard to know what actually is enough.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that's where we want to go. How, mm-hmm. how do you determine what's enough? What do you do?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know. Is it, it, it is it different for every kid or is it?
1: Well, because I'm thinking about like. Grace, this is Grace. He literally says this, and I don't care. I'm calling him out, and if he listens to this, he's not going to say it again. He says, "How come Graham's already done?" I'm like, "He's in fifth grade. Right. You're a sophomore in high school, buddy. <laughs> yes. Just, should this be the same amount of time?" No. So I think, I think when when I've talked before with David, with you about it, it's like we're talking. In some cases, we're talking to seventeen-year-olds and sixteen and eighteen they're getting ready to do eight-hour workdays, some of them more. If you can't sit for four, I mean, I know that's what you're thinking, and I know you're right, so I think there is a little bit of, Preparedness, is that the right word? Yeah. For right. that. Right. And that's part of it, the discipline. I think that it's comes preparedness, from, not that's preparedness. That's exactly what I said. I said too many eds. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it's because all these blinds are open and I can't concentrate. <laughs> I don't I don't know, know. No, no,
0: I'm like no, no, no. We need to pull here. the blinds up so you can concentrate.
2: Oh, so <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and I think too, it's seasonal. There's a season for, you know, um, like you said, they're different ages, they're different grades, and so sometimes you're focusing more on other things. But they also have to develop that skill not just to oh. sit at a seat for eight hours or four hours or whatever it is, but to control their bodies, to control themselves, to not fall apart every time it gets hard. Hard things are hard until you master them. And so to just – they have to learn that. They have to learn. I know it's hard. I don't care. You have to do it. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. That's
0: S- true. So we are in an unusual circumstance. Very strange, very unique with the corona uh, virus, the quarantine or the social distancing that keeps us from being able to be in campus. Um, But homeschool families roll on. um, And I don't want to sound as though we're throwing under the bus the government school systems. But if you are in a dilemma as a homeschool parent, in the comparison mode of am I doing enough? Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, this is just a fact. Uh, In the state of Kentucky, 6.5 instructional hours are required, Mm -hmm. and children are finishing their NTI, non-traditional instruction day packets, within less than an hour Mm -hmm. per day, and they will will actually call those 6.5 hours per day. I'm not suggesting that the homeschool world comes into feeling better about themselves by comparing them to, to the government schools but i do think that is a helpful gauge mm-hmm. if they are doing one-on-one work and it's taking them with one-on-one help anywhere from 2 hours or less it's per just day the good time the age. <laughs> then then this can be a helpful indicator for a mom who's really wondering how do i gauge whether my kid is getting enough or not getting enough Right. Uh, let's talk for a minute. Nicole, next year, will be handling it at the co-op, our testing and our field trip coordination. Nicole, sound off on where you think standardized testing can help in the struggle of a mom saying we're not doing enough. How can the standardized testing help primarily with what we're going to be doing at co-op? How can, how can a mom say, gosh, I feel really good about that. That's helpful.
3: Right, right. I truly have always been a believer that the standardized testing results or information you get back really are truly just for you as the parent. Your kids really and truly don't even necessarily, depending on their age, need to be involved with what their score was and what their label was or whatever. That's To me, it's just more of a gauge for you, not on your performance of how you did, but just more of, what need they might have, where they might have a struggle, where there might be a gap that you could fill with a supplemental resource, something else, maybe more hands-on that they might need, possibly where they are excelling, where you can totally see that they just have a knack for something and they love it and you can add to that. So,
0: Very good. Mm -hmm. Either one of you guys chime in on the standardized testing?
1: Well, I I told you last week I could get in a dark place over that, so. But I, but I, yeah, I agree totally.
0: Well, okay. let's talk about that for a second. What, what, what leads you to that dark place? What do you?
1: Just because I don't think that they have performed at the level that they should based on their age.
0: And you get those. Well, it says grade equivalent. Right. Grade equivalent of.
1: Like when they like whatever their score is. So if if it's communication or if it's mathematics, number sense or whatever, it'll say grade equivalent. Mm-hmm.
0: So here is here is some good advice and I'm sure that we'll give these (gasps) to parents. We're getting resolved. Yes, yes. (laughs) We'll we'll be talking to parents about this. What should I pay attention to on these results, and what should I ignore on these results? I think that's all beneficial information, but you know your kid best. So if your student is uh, an age where he is in the fourth grade, and it doesn't seem like he is performing up to, what the standard set by the Iowa nas- National whatever. Department of <laughs> Education, really, mm-hmm. right. um, if they say he's not performing to the fourth grade level, then this this can be an indictment on a poor performance of a teacher. I mean, it, it can be, but I don't think it really is. I think it's the, the, the parent who truly loves the Lord and loves the kid is going to do whatever they can do to bring them to the appropriate level. But I would say be careful about enslaving yourself to what what the supposed experts say the level is
1: right. right because it's it's a it's a set content yeah
0: I mean if a homeschool family has grown up and cut their teeth on a becca right then they're gonna win hands down on cursive writing as a right. first grader right where the other kids haven't even tried to do that yeah. so I, I think that really making sure that you know that they they don't set the standard and at the end of the day we're making disciples not mm-hmm. industrial revolutionized workers right um so that's the big difference any, any but still
1: do it i do think you should do it
0: absolutely you should yeah, do the test 100 percent. Mm-hmm. you must do the test for for nothing else just the discipline mm-hmm. uh, so I'll, I'll expose nicole's girls for for now <laughs> nobody gets test anxiety like those kids Yes. And they know me. I'm 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 yes. their instructor on a couple of things. They know me. They know I'm what not do do? a monster. They just get very nervous because mm. it's something mm. they're not familiar with. And let's face it, homeschool world is not as familiar with home with testing, with mm. standardized yeah. testing. Right. Filling in bubbles. I mean, we should have a have an episode on what homeschoolers are not familiar with. Mm. They don't know they don't know what a single file line yeah, is.
2: to standing in line? <laughs>
0: they don't they don't know what grade they're in. Nope.
2: Right.
0: You know, And that's kind of embarrassing when the public asks, what grade are you in? Your Mm -hmm. homeschooling, what grade are you in? We don't Um, know. Mom? (laughs) i just say it. What grade am I in? I just
2: make one up. I I will say, too, testing for one of mine has revealed this issue of, I don't want to say it's a character issue, but he wants to rush through. He's overconfident almost, so he's learning to check himself, to actually read the directions, to slow down and do what he's supposed to do. So that's helping him learn that skill of you know, paying better attention he's almost Mm -hmm. overly confident and he's not reading the directions. And I get so sick of saying you missed like all these because you didn't do what it said or you Mm -hmm. just, so that's helped me be aware of that with him so we can work on that. Right.
0: So next question is this, Uh, each of you have multiple kids. How do you determine which subject is the most important for that particular kid? Or do you guys determine this uh, so Amy's this math person, Bobby's more on the grammar, literature, English side. Um, so do you guys highlight those subjects that you love, or do you select with the kids, hey, this this one needs a little bit more of this, this one needs a little bit more of that, Bobby, won't you sound sure. off on that? How do you determine that?
2: Yeah, what I like to do is we have um, some things we do together that I decide, actually this past year for the first time ever, I'll let one of my children, I let Caleb decide because it's his last year before logic when the material is sort of laid out for him. And because we had just done ancient world history last year, I said, okay, you can pick which core of books are we going to read together this year? And he did. And so we all sit there and we all do that together. But what I have found that's really beautiful about the way that we do education as home educators is it ties into everything. So what we're reading about is the history of science and math. But what I find is what Michael David's learning, that his siblings aren't even learning. You know, they're asking questions about what they've heard he and I talking about or it ties into the math they're learning or even the English that they're learning. So it's beautiful how all these things touch. So what we do is we just focus on doing that together and then we just add math and language arts at the level that they're at. And the other things that they love, they just kind of add those honestly on their own. Like I found Michael David today with a piece of graph paper in his truck magazine I think he was, like, writing cost of trucks. I don't know what he was doing. Probably, Caleb, probably. Caleb, the other day, I found New this big, long list of sheet, or this big. He and Michael David were just talking, and they said, okay, if you had $1,000 to spend on Legos, what would you get? And so here's Caleb's all these figures. He's added up, and he's at $1,499.98, <laughs> because instead of round, he said, no, it's not as much fun to round the nine up. we got to add all the nuns. So, I mean, <laughs> they, they do what they love, I right. mean, honestly. Yeah. So that was probably a jumble, but. They're going to – those things that they really enjoy, yeah, you they stop add those. Yeah, you can stop just right. do it. So we don't focus as much on that. We should, maybe.
0: So, Nicole, how do you determine what's important for your girls? Is there one particular subject you say, uh, they're weak in this, got to get after it, or are they different? I know they're different, but
3: – They are. How do you
0: decide? Yeah. How do you decide what you're going to highlight, what you're going to emphasize for each one?
3: Right. I mean, there are definitely times where – based on their individualities that I might pull something in or focus on something or add to based on that. Again, having had public school experience mindset at one point, it's hard to break me away from the most important things are math, science, history because then I kind of feel like with the curriculums that we've chosen, the, the language coffee. arts and the reading and the grammar <laughs> all comes into yeah. that Yes, because of you the can't curriculum have we've yeah. chosen. Yeah. Amy, you Evil. can't have math, <laughs>
0: science, or history without understanding language <laughs> arts. So, right? It's a right, right.
3: <laughs> you can do so, math. I kind of feel like... Math is a language. ...that those things come alongside of those three what I consider most important core pieces. Obviously, of course bible in with that too and a lot of that is built into some of that curriculum as well so
0: very good amy what about you are
3: you talking about just letting them choose what
1: they want to do
0: is that what you would do you're the free spirit
1: (laughs) well yeah but then i'd have to like police it all and i don't want to do that either so i think that the the structure of the co-op has been very good for me free spirits need to be reined in Yes. But we kind of go off a little bit sometimes. (laughs) Because, I mean, if a frog hops up on the porch, you need to study frogs that day. I would agree. Because God's going... I mean, literally had this frog one time. He just kept slamming into the glass door in Maplewood. And I'm like okay, because I'm going, don't look at it, don't look at it, finish this. And I'm. the kids are like, but we need to save it. And I'm like, but you've got to finish whatever we were working oh, on. Oh, then I was so like,
3: sweet, because I was thinking, let's gig it and dissect it. <laughs> no, that's what yes. I'm telling you, but that's what I'm telling you. At
1: the moment, I didn't see it as like God's going, let me do this for you. And then I finally went out and said, hey, let's just study frogs, and it was so good. Yes, yeah.
0: you're, you're going to uh, – But yeah. we did
1: not cut it open, because –
0: you're gonna observe it. and Nicole's gonna dissect it, and Bobby's family's gonna eat it. <laughs>
2: I've never actually throw it eaten back a in, frog. in the creek. Oh, they're <laughs> so good. They're so good. No, they're gonna make it a pet. I have gone frog gigging. I have never <laughs> eaten a frog.
0: Okay, so let's go to a know. next one. Uh, this is a. This is a. I mean, we've been having a lot of fun and laughing, but this one sometimes doesn't bring about laughter. To be honest with you, um, is there ever times as a homeschool mom? This one says. What if this is all a huge mistake?
1: Yeah, Are y'all y'all not had that? Yeah, of course. Oh, y'all just being real quiet. Well, I just was. waiting.
0: Let's let Amy talk <laughs> no, about no. I don't want to talk about being her. a big huge mistake.
1: No, I think that all the time. I mean, I'm, Bella's getting ready to graduate, and I'm like, I really hope this works. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it doesn't work, and nobody takes her in college, or nobody takes her in a job, and she has to go take the stupid GED, I'm going to be pretty ticked. And i but I know that's stupid. I know that that's not. That's not right. It it it's, it does work, and Well, it let me is, give you
0: some resolve.
1: I know, and and you have you've had to do it multiple times, but you can do it again.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this would be good transparency for moms that are listening. How often do I have to t- talk you off this ledge?
1: Very often. Okay. Maybe once a month.
0: No, nah, not once a month. I'd say. Well, once, I just once haven't talked six, about it lately. Okay. I have <laughs> thought about
1: it. <laughs> I don't want to bother you. Actually, yeah, we're
2: due is what she said.
0: so yeah. you do you do have moments Nicole, yeah, do you have graduated. moments where you it. you think this is a huge mistake, or <laughs>
3: <laughs> don't look at me, Amy no, I don't I mean I do have nervous <laughs> nightmares, nervousness, you know oh. flashes of I hope this all works out for them to have the tools they need to do what they're passionate about or where they feel God leading them, whether that's a job, career, college, technical, whatever that plan is. Um, But I think the difference with us is we have experienced those other Settings in school. So we started out in a Christian school education setting, and then we were at a public school when I was teaching there. And I think now we have all viewed it just as such a gift. And my biggest regret is that I've not always done it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because the disconnect in what they studied and what I knew that their passion was, or what they liked, or what they just despised, in those other settings, there was such a disconnect. So I feel like now I know them and so much more about them on a level that I don't think you ever can, unless you're yeah homeschooling.
0: Feeling bad yet, Amy?
3: No, I
2: mean I know time he's ever
1: <laughs> I know anytime he's ever asked me to do something that I said I am not equipped to do that I. Uh, has, have just been like, I'm going to do it because you tell me to do it. And then just like sinking in the water when I take my eyes off of him. So those are moments when I just take my eyes off of him.
0: Yeah. So this is what I want. Um, my prayer for the new hope classical co-op and the moms, especially who are listening to this is to know that Amy and Nicole are different in their, their take on this question. And yet you all are the dearest of friends. Oh, absolutely. And I think sometimes mamas are hesitant to say exactly what you guys just said Mm -hmm. in total opposite directions in Mm -hmm. front of each other for fear that there will be judgment. Right. Mm -hmm. And you guys are a clear picture that that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping other moms will understand that, that when you do have the... Okay, talk me off the ledge. Sometimes Amy has said, Okay, so tell me again while we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Right. Tell me again. And it's just a transparency, which I Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. and I'm very thankful for. Mm -hmm. Right. But I hope that every time the moms listen to these things, and they've fed back very well that they are listening to these things, they realize you have a safe space. Right. Mm -hmm. You can tell us exactly what you're thinking, and we're not going to think you're crazy. We're not going to think you don't like your kids. Uh, Bobby, what about Mm -hmm. you? Have you ever thought that this is all a huge mistake?
2: There's been fears. Yes. Uh, you know, if you see that they're behind in something or you get a test score back that you don't like, or you realize your child can't spell at all. Um, but then I have to stop and remember, you know, that I have to define my terms and what does it mean for this to work? It's not the same as the public school model. That's not our goal. And so sometimes I just have to regroup and realize that our reasons for doing this are Because that's what we feel that we're called to do. And because we feel that, you know, we can give them an education. Like Nicole was saying, that was so encouraging to Mm -hmm. hear from that perspective. But just, you know, I love those little people. And I'm thankful that I get the chance to get to know them. And so, yeah, that's working. And they are learning, and that's working. And so just reminding myself of the things that are going really, really well, even on the hard days.
1: And if you don't talk about it with a fellow mom, Mm -hmm. you're not going to meet Nicole. And you're not going to know That's that right. Nicole came from those backgrounds, and Nicole can be the one to confirm in you. So, sh- so we're a good balance right. on that. But then right. I might be on another balance going really blinds. Nicole, stop fighting about blinds. <laughs> She's not going to listen to me. But I'm just saying. That's right. But I'm just saying <laughs> she probably maybe has kind of loosened up a little bit in things that maybe she might not have if she hadn't met Lucy Goosey over here.
3: Oh, absolutely. So, because right. the, I mean, the first year especially, I was hardcore. I mean, yeah. it was tables and desks and fully dressed breakfast, finished teeth or brushed the whole nine yards, yeah. and
0: and it was the grace of God that kept you from Amy in that first year.
3: <laughs> That's right,
0: so that you could get a get a rhythm going.
3: <laughs> Cheryl,
1: listen, this reminds me of Cheryl. Remember we talked last week about the the gym that we went? We did like gym day, and, and I made them all do like the I've physical heard of fitness this gym day. Okay, well Cheryl and dirt came. Days. Oh yeah, we did dirt days. We did, oh it's just, that was when life was good, Cheryl came when she first started and she only had Jacob maybe Ava was a baby remember and this was before they went to Bible college
2: I don't know if I was there at that day yes I don't remember you would that. come I don't know I said that day I know that day morning. but Cheryl
1: we would be like this would be our school day we would come to the gym and we would do like dirt day or whatever we were doing and then Cheryl would leave like at one fifteen or something we're like where are you going and she's like oh we have got a ton of work to do I mean here's this little Jacob he's like seven years old I don't know and, I mean, buddy, and she knew. I mean, you can talk to her. I'm not talking about her. But she even has said she was a taskmaster in that way that she – and then not maybe not until she kind of went around and saw – you can count this as a school day. You don't right. have to go do a full school day after we do dirt day or whatever. I mean, yeah. and she still may still do that now. I don't know. But there, she said I she's I loosened up that a little And I do think that
3: has an element of Jacob had been in public school for a couple years. Yeah. And, you, and, again, she said by that no means, you know – putting that situation down or that scenario, it's just a comparison of mm. difference, you know, perspective. Yeah. But, you know, having come from that, I know that's what she was used to. Just yeah. like I was thinking we're going to need to, from nine to three, we probably going to have to be sitting here and knocking yeah. out yeah. bulkiness. And it's not enough. It's back to getting it's not through enough that. If we don't do that. Yes. Yeah. And, and then another game changer for me a couple of years ago was the comparison of how long it, took for some credits or classes from some friends at church and what it was a health question, uh, half credit for that or semester Mm -hmm. that was Mm -hmm. needed and looking at those different pieces and were we going to do that in the summer and kind of just knock that out in the summer? Because in my mind, I'm thinking it's a semester, we'll do that in the summer and get that knocked out and how long that was going to take. And then Carson coming back and telling me several of the youth group kids that were discussing that piece, and they did their health credit in one to three days. In public school? Yes, over the summer. It was done as a summer credit, and it could be done in one to three days, depending <laughs> on which child you ask. And it was like an oh <laughs>
1: moment. Yes, yes. Bella, was at, she was at public school her freshman year, and she said PE, I'm not going to say the county, was, walk, <laughs> was walking around the parking lot for a solid hour. And you could opt out so you stood over here and then so that was the pe that was the that was the pe portion now the health right. was full of stuff yeah. that was right book i think it stuff.
0: was i think it was last episode you amy you mentioned that um it's gallatin
1: county it's a gallatin county
0: okay so so i know that <laughs> you that, said, that i know county? that you said that <laughs> there's not any comparisons going on now with this coronavirus quarantine, well, tons of moms are at home. Yeah, they have a, they have a love for their teachers. They have a respect for homeschool moms. Right, there's a lot of things going on. But it is true that, and I have to say, there are some really God honoring teaching driven people in the public sector Absolutely. in the in the government tons.
1: schools. Yeah, right. and the majority
0: and uh, bless their hearts. I mean, the homeschool advantage is. Well, first of all, I mean, obviously the lord's leading you to do it, but the second thing is you're one-on-one, yeah. right? And yeah. you're able to cover so much more ground Absolutely. than than 25 to 1 and mm-hmm. 20 to 1 and right. so so that their hands are kind of tied. So, let me let me move in another direction. Yeah. Go ahead though. I was Go just
1: going to say when I was teaching uh algebra in at the public school and I had seven periods a day and I had 31 freshmen every period of the day for seven periods a day. I, there was one day that I thought this is insanity. One person cannot teach 200 students a day and know if they're all at learning. Right. I, I literally had this idea, all right, how many actual grown-ups are in this building at Gallatin County High School? <laughs> how many grown-ups? Let's say there's 100 grown-ups. Let's just give every grown-up seven kids, even if it's the janitor and the lunch lady, and let them one-on-one work with those seven kids. And I know that's crazy. It's just crazy. But what, I'm, what I, my brain was saying was this is too many for one person Absolutely. to try to teach. It doesn't Absolutely. matter. Right. It's not that you have to be like a genius at what you're teaching. What you have to be is willing. And you have to say, well, I don't know. Let's look. Let's, let's learn it together. And yeah. I think anybody can teach anybody anything.
0: And there are so many variables that are there. So if, if the teacher is delivering information to 31 people, the transmission of information can be measured. It's, it's happening. But is it absorbed by the 31 students? Absolutely not. I'm and the kidding. only way that you can check is if there's a parent at home briefing this kid or debriefing this kid or communicating with this kid, what did they, what did they absorb? And, and then that, that parent it. has to translate that back to the teacher. This happen. all of those variables are removed in homeschool world yeah. Yeah. because yeah. the person who's giving the information and checking the information and giving it's it back to person. it's all the same person yeah right. exactly okay so let's talk about something that, that amy mentioned about bella getting ready to go out of high school heading to what we call the real world and she we we mentioned the worry about is this going to work mm-hmm. is this going to is this what's going to happen here is this going to work bobby mm-hmm how, what are we looking for when we say, did it work?
2: Uh, I mean, my thought is, you know, right now we're raising our oldest three-year boys. And so my thought is, did it work? Are they going to be able to leave my home? And are they going to be these men? And my, my greatest hope is that they love God. And, you know, that's ultimately not up to me, but I'm thankful that I get to pour into them in the prayerful hope that it, will be that it will happen but you know that they're going to love the Lord and they're going to leave and they're going to be able to provide for their families and they're going to work hard and they're going to be good people with integrity and kindness and that they're going to be able to speak well and write well and present themselves as these Christian men that are these faithful hard-working members of their community and so I think
1: you're describing R.D., aren't you? I can see your face right now.
2: <laughs> well, thank you, yes. You know, if they grew up to be just like R.D., my heart will be happy. That's right. I'm not going to lie. Just but, so. um, you know, at no point does anything like a test score factor into that. Yes, mm. I want them to be able to write well, to read well, to speak well, but not because I want them to be valedictorian, because, I mean, everybody is valedictorian of their homeschool class, um, unless you're a twin, so that's a factor. That's true. <laughs> it's got a one, o two. But just um, – You know, just that if it works is going to be, are they able to go out and be productive members of society? Not any kind of those scores that we worry ourselves so much about, not what math level did they go through. And honestly, too, I think, do they still love to learn? That's big. Yeah. Are we lifelong learners? Mm -hmm. That's a big one. I want them, and I'm seeing some of that fruit where they just get books because they want to read them or they do math because it's fun, apparently. That's exciting. That's a sign to me. Hey, it's working. They have a joy in this.
0: Yeah. Nicole, what are you looking for to say it worked?
3: I guess just somewhat of what Bobby said, them loving the Lord and seeking out their passion and having the skill set or whatever they need to be able to do that, whether that is, you know, being a teacher or being a nurse or whether that maybe is not anything related. Maybe it's, you know just being a mom and being a mother and a wife and an active member of their church, just having those skills and, of course, the reading, writing, communication, being well-spoken, and, you know, more than anything, being able to be empathetic and connect to people all different levels and all different ages.
0: Very good. Amy?
1: (laughs) I think that it, somebody told me one time early on to write down uh, why you're homeschooling. And I think that we we know, but we don't ever write it and, um, like, write um, specifically. Why are you homeschooling? So then, then I think that now you have something measurable. And you, so – because there's going to be a lot of days when you say – why am I doing this? Is this working? Is this the right thing? But you can look back and say, okay, you know, 10 years ago I wrote, I want them to do this, 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 and I want them to be able to do this. And, you know, for me, um, I've had those moments even this year with Isabella, you know, when she took that EKU class last year and her professor was – um you know, he was saying, why do you always keep putting your faith in all of your papers? And just, just, it was just crazy stuff. And she had to make a decision. Am I going to continue to do it? He's told me to take it out. And so she decided, you know, we talked about it. It's up to you, but she said, I'm going to keep it in because it's important. And if I fail, I fail. (laughs) To me, then homeschooling worked because I feel like she did not just take what the professor said. And she knew that she considered sources. I think that they've learned a lot of those things with these classes they've had. And She considered not everybody is a valuable um, source, and then what do I believe, and am I willing to give up something to stand for? I mean, that is success. Um, I just want her, like you said, them (coughs) reaching their goals and and pursuing their abilities. If she's wanting to pursue, you know, a certain thing that requires this certain college or whatever, and then, you know, the back of my mind is like, well, you didn't get any keys money, so that's going to hurt, you know, and it ends up costing so much because it's like in your mind you think that it wouldn't cost them as much if they'd went to public school. It's just crap. I'm telling you, this stuff is constantly right. swirling around. I mean, and it's it's a battle. There's the, the one part of me going, she did exactly what I set out for her to do when she was six years old. I want her to be able to stand for her faith and say who she is and be confident. You know, she sat in that classroom with nine other students from the other county, from the county school, and she was the only one, and they continued to do everything that they did. And whatever that teacher wanted, they did it. They produced whatever because that's kind of the idea that they'd had all along. What they want is what you give, and that. And she just said, "I'm not going to do it." And and so I want her to do that. I wanted her so, but I do have that battle all the time. I don't know. Is she going to be able to get into college? Okay, so let's. Well, you can counsel me later. You don't have to do this on the microphone. We can talk about that later. (laughs) Well,
0: I've I've said it before. I'll say it again on the microphone. Colleges are interested in three things. Your household income, yeah. Your GPA, and your ACT score, yeah. I know that because I have helped numerous kids go to college, yeah, you including my own, mm-hmm. and that's all they're interested in. Yeah. This is why um, standardized testing, um, especially the ACT, is getting revised a little bit. Um, and also why colleges are starting to give scholarships based on GPAs mm-hmm. and not, not so much as the test because they're recognizing not everybody's a, a, an taker. elite test taker. Right. 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 And so there is there are many colleges that would welcome, in yeah. an inexpensive way, mm-hmm. Bella. Mm-hmm. And other students, for that matter. So um, I would okay. just encourage people to know that, that that's, yeah. that's what people are, are looking for. And if they find a college that is not that has proven me wrong on those three things, I would love to know what that college is so that I can tell people, hey, there's something else you need to consider if you're yeah. going to go to that school. Um, lots, uh, here's another quick, quick advice about colleges. Um, I, see, I see this resurgence of CLEP testing. I see this, and it kind of comes in waves. About every four or five years, there's this, okay, it phases out. Nobody's interested in CLEP testing. And CLEP testing is a learning equivalency test, basically, to say, I've I've got the credits. I, I took this test, and I scored at least 70% on it. Therefore, I get a credit in American history college level. Well, there is what I call the height of academic snobbery, where a college, some college institutions, will take CLEP credits. Some institutions will not take CLEP credits. I can tell you right now, if you're listening and you are interested in going to center college in Danville, Kentucky, you will not receive any credits for any CLEP testing zero because they believe that their academics are, to be honest with you, a little superior Mm -hmm. and they're not going to take a CLEP test. It might work at EKU, but it ain't going to work at center. Mm -hmm. So, Um, You need to be aware that if you're a high school student thinking you're going to get credits for your CLEP testing, you better know where you're going to college at Mm -hmm. because you might not be getting any credits Mm, whatsoever. So just throwing that in there. Okay, uh, I want to ask this question. Um, We're going to save these other questions for the next episode. Um, Are you hoping that your kids will homeschool?
2: Bobby. (laughs) I mean... You know, as a mom, to boys, first, I hope that they are able to do what my husband has done and make it so that their wives can stay home and homeschool. You know, Nicole, when you spoke about their calling and, and you said if they just want to be a mom, but I think what what a great thing to think that we're able to disciple these children and they're going to someday want to grow up and they're going to want to disciple their children. And so I would love for my children to homeschool. I would love for them to see that as worthy. Um because I really don't think there's any better way to educate someone and I don't think there's any better way to disciple someone.
0: And Nicole? Uh,
2: remind
3: me of the question. I got caught up in the, Bobby's answer. No, no, so no, eloquent. It was I it know, was it's really just good. So calming. Um
0: <laughs> the question is are you hoping that your kids will homeschool? Oh. Their kids.
3: I honestly really passionately hope that they do just because having again us having lived the other flip yeah. side of that coin and the things that i missed and the connections and the little intricate details of what they think about things and how they view things and their opinions on i mean you know you just get in the habit when you're when they're in a different school setting of checking homework looking online what's the grade would you get on that mm-hmm. do it better study it more move on You're just in that habit. So, I mean, I've thought so many times there's no greater gift that I've been given than to be able to stay home with my kids because I, you know, already had my degree and then got my master's to teach while I was at home with them, thinking that was the path I was going to take. And God had other plans. But so, yes, I would love for them to get to experience that. And I think it's bonded us and made us closer over the years since we've done that. So.
0: Awesome. I was, as you're talking, I was just thinking, which, will it be Carson or Grayson that will be the ones telling their children, open the blinds? Open the
3: blinds. That open, will be Carson. Yes.
0: Grayson will be, you wake me up this early again, I'm going to punch you.
3: That's a quote. Yes. That and is, that was a quote from yes, our home. Yes. That will be in the memoir when Yes, day. it will be. <laughs>
0: Uh, Amy, what about you? you hoping your kids homeschool?
3: I hope they do, but I hope that whatever
1: they do, they uh, get to really enjoy their kids and they get to, you know, I don't know, just get to be the discipler in their kids' lives. And if they can do that by working in the public school and then their kids be right there where they are, great, whatever. But, I mean, I hope I haven't done too much damage that they say. I would never do that to my kids. I hope.
2: (laughs) I just think we're going to be, like, the second generation, like, homeschool grandma helpers, like. No, right. we're
1: not. Right. I'm going to be in another country. They're not going to I won't me. do the hard subjects or no. so. any of that. I'll FaceTime.
3: <laughs> You'll be the substitute. Yeah, yes.
1: like,
0: yes. I well, I have plans for all of the, um, the adults that finish with their own children. As you know, I'm finished with my yeah. children as far as academically. Um, I want to tell you a quick little thing. When we were talking about how to measure what worked or... How do we know that this worked? So Madison will be 21 in in May. Isaiah will be 20 in August. Um, How do I know that the science that they learned is even showing up? Mm -hmm. Um, How do I know that? Well, let me give you an example. Madison is in nursing school. And so she's in clinicals, and so she's inundated with um, evolutionary theory to explain a ton of medical and physiological phenomenon. And she has a filter. Her filter is, what does the word of God say? And even though there are things that you must do to respect an instructor and mm-hmm. I'm, I applaud that right. uh, you know what you think, mm-hmm. and you know what you believe. And you see God's design and handiwork and everything she's studying. Um, she is um, preparing for the rest of her life, looking forward to getting a fast degree in nursing, making some money, and making enough money to um, be able to stay at home when they have, when if the Lord blesses her with children, uh, husband first and then children. <laughs> but um, but so I'm seeing math. Play a gigantic part, um, so I'm I'm seeing these things play out. And how do I how am I a steward? How do I become a a, a good steward? So if you're wondering how am I going to know if homeschool worked, it may not be, it may not be in the I scored a 75 on my last performance review at work. It's it's going to be the life stuff, you know, things like that. It is interesting, though, uh, in Isaiah's new job, um, he has to do some algebra.
1: Yes. <laughs> He's my boo. Yes. We're algebra buddies. And it
0: is actually to lower the proof of alcohol in the whiskey barrel. Wow. And he has That didn't to the, come up in class. And he has to... <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> um, there might have been whiskey in class, but there was not. Not at, in my okay, <laughs> class. Okay, anyway. Maybe
1: at the other So, schools. But
0: anyway, <laughs> algebra comes up, but... So there are things that you're going. I mean, I looked at. To be honest with you, I'm not a math person, so I saw the formula. He loves it. And Isaiah goes, "I got this."
1: (laughs) He loves it. That's awesome. And I'm going. And
0: I'm going. Wait a minute! But I didn't show you that. Yeah, he's just.
1: That's where he's gifted. He is gifted.
0: But here's Mm -hmm. the thing: the the people you surround yourself with in the co-op. Yeah. The curriculum that you're using. If you're making sure that there's an accountability that your kid is doing it, it may be a little while down the road before you actually see fruit. Mm -hmm. So hang on for the ride, moms. Um, I'm on that side of starting to see, ah, Mm -hmm. they actually... They actually did get something. Mm -hmm. They actually did understand something. And being in the co-op
1: is huge, like you said. Because if you're around people who are passionate about it, I think maybe when he came in there with that math class one, I was like, you know, like my face lights up about that and does not about diagramming sentences. He really felt kindred to me that he was saying, oh, my gosh, I don't have to dislike this. I can love it. And then he found out he really did. And, and they're not going to get that from me with diagramming sentences. Exactly. They're not going to hate it, and they're going to get excited because Bobby's excited. Exactly. As you, said,
0: as you said a few episodes ago, you said they're going to be able to pick up on what you're passionate about.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: And for me, it's theology, mm-hmm. logic, discussions, uh, things like that. Um, but it's not math. And I was so glad that you are cuckoos over math. Mm-hmm. And my son was a part of that, and he's going... This is awesome. Yeah. I'm going, okay. Whatever. And yeah. little did I know in the providence of God, he'd be using algebra right. mm-hmm. w- with what he does. Mm-hmm. So, um, so look forward to, to seeing those visible fruits down the road. Well, our time is wrapped up, but I'm looking forward to the next episode where we will get down to some nitty-gritty of what are some, some more of those fears, but more practical advice that we can actually. Are
1: going to be taking callers too? Yes,
0: we are taking calls. <laughs> yes. I have had some questions come to me from our co op oh, that, that. that we would like to that they would like an answer to. I could
1: say Amy Warner from what road does she live on?
0: Amy Firebrook, Warner from Firebrook, from Firebrook, Drive.
1: Firebrook would Drive. would like to know.
0: <laughs> Amy Warner on Firebrook Road says where do you buy your blinds?
1: <laughs> no, ceiling fans. Ceiling fans. N- Lincoln sent me a whole v- Lincoln, oh, Lincoln, if you're listening, there's not a ceiling fan in here, but he loves my ceiling fan at my house.
0: He loves ceiling fans. He does. For sure. Well, until next time, God bless you guys. We will see you soon.